Welcome to the Risk Data Show, the podcast about data for risk management, with your host, Mark Bowden. Hi, I'm Mark Bowden. I've got over 25 years' experience in risk and data, and in this podcast, I try to bring you some valuable snippets on those subjects in 15 minutes or less. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Task Force on Nature-Related Financial Disclosures. And if you haven't heard of it, keep listening. You may already be familiar with the reporting requirements that UK firms, including banks, will need to comply with as a result of the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, also known as TCFD. These requirements are in support of COP26 and in short, companies will need to disclose total greenhouse gas emissions and that's the absolute um, emissions of um, scope 1 which is uh, directly generated emissions, um, scope 2 which are emissions from power and similar and scope 3 which is the emissions from other elements of the supply chain. And across multiple greenhouse gases, so in total there's there's 34 emissions there that need to be measured. Secondly is the transition risks, the amount and the extent of assets or business activities which are vulnerable to transition risks as a result of climate change. So for example, if you have assets which are maybe heavily involved in fossil fuel production, clearly a transition to a low carbon economy, is going to have an impact upon those. Thirdly, physical risks. So the amount and extent of assets or business activities which are vulnerable to physical risks. So this may include climate-induced flooding or such like. And obviously we're seeing more extreme climate events. There are going to be assets on many banks' portfolios, many asset management companies' portfolios, which potentially are now vulnerable to more extreme weather events. Fourth is climate-related opportunities. So the proportion of revenue assets, other business activities which are aligned to opportunities. So for example, sustainable energy and the amount of activity that's actually being used to to fund and grow those sectors. The next one is capital deployment. So the amount of capital expenditure, financing or investment that's deployed towards climate-related risks and opportunities. So both sides of the coin. Next requirement is to report on internal carbon prices, so the price per tonne of greenhouse gas emissions that are used internally within the organisation in order to incentivise the right sorts of behaviours and to drive down carbon emissions. And lastly, remuneration, so the proportion of the executive management's remuneration which is linked to climate considerations. Clearly, reporting on these areas is a substantial challenge to many organisations which are not used to having to measure these metrics. And in particular, whilst Scope 1 Direct and uh, Scope 2, the indirect energy-related greenhouse gas emissions, may be relatively simple to calculate, many organisations such as banks will find that the majority of the greenhouse gas footprint comes from Scope 3. And as a result of the emissions in their supply chain or which they are financing, Scope 3 greenhouse gas emissions are far more difficult to measure, especially for financial institutions that may have tens of thousands of customers, each of which will have their own emissions profile. 
and of course scope 3 emissions for the bank maybe scope 1 or scope 2 emissions for the bank's customers or may themselves be scope 3 emissions so the customer's supply chain may actually be the root cause of that emissions profile. However, the good news is that while some care may be needed to avoid double counting scope 1 and scope 2 emissions with the scope 3 of an entity elsewhere in the supply chain, it is essentially an additive exercise. In essence, TCFD requires the reporting of the emissions and impacts of a relatively small number of molecules wherever they may occur. Following in the footsteps of TCFD comes the Task Force on Nature-Related Financial Disclosures, TNFD which seeks to take a similar approach for biodiversity and is in support of COP15. Biodiversity is important for the world because the collapse of the biosphere will have serious and long-term repercussions for all life on Earth. However, in pure economic terms, it can also be measured and is found to have a high value with around $44 trillion, which is 52% of the world economy, having either a high or moderate dependency on nature. All economies are embedded within nature, not external to it. But most corporates, investors and lenders today are inadequately accounting for nature-related risks and opportunities. TNFD recognises that there will be a strong interplay between climate risk and nature risk. We cannot mitigate climate change without also protecting nature's ability to store carbon. The TNFD framework is due in September 2023 and the TNFD has already identified data as being a significant challenge. Version 0.2 and indeed 0.1 of the framework stated that high quality data is essential to enable effective risk and opportunity management and disclosure. And the task force is following a four stage approach to disclosures known as LEAP. L is for locate, locate your interface with nature identify all of the places that you're impacting, the natural world in other words. E is for evaluate, evaluate your dependencies and impacts. This is where you're starting to measure what they look like. A is for assess your risks and opportunities. So this is starting to measure the value of the risks and the value of the opportunities. And P is for prepare, which is prepare to respond to nature related risks and opportunities and to report to investors. And as an aside, my personal view is that P for prepare is far too weak uh, and it probably should be another A for ACT, but I guess that messes with the acronym. There are two main factors that drive the scale of this challenge from a data perspective, geography and complexity. And it's clear that data will be a challenge even to complete the first locate step of this approach. Any assessment of biodiversity impact is highly reliant on geospatial data in order to understand where a given economic activity is taking place and to tie that back to the relevant data sets on biodiversity. Regardless of industry, there are substantial challenges in accurately locating where an organisation's activity is actually taking place. In the case of second order industries, such as financial institutions, where it may be necessary to understand the precise location where any funding is being used and precisely what activities will take place there, it becomes extremely difficult. Whilst TCFD is seeking to collect data on the emissions of a small number of greenhouse gas molecules and the risks related to a handful of climate related scenarios such as heat wave, wildfires, cold waves, flooding, hurricane and water stress, 
TNFD is seeking to collect data on the impact of millions of species of plants and animals and consider the risks including all of the climate related risks but also extending that into areas such as the loss of genetic diversity, invasive species, destruction of habitats, isolation of habitats, disease and moreover the systemic effects both positive and negative of course of all of this across multiple species within an ecosystem. This renders the whole disclosure a far more complex calculation than the simple additive greenhouse gas calculation. The good news is there are a wide number of data sets already in existence from governments, NGOs and commercial sources. However, the data is of variable quality, variable completeness and variable consistency across all of these sources. And in many cases, it has not previously been combined and there is no central register, meaning that there's substantial work required to fully understand the coverage and content of each before it can be used. Both the location and complexity aspects are compounded by the fact that there is incomplete data in both areas and that the datasets that do exist may be highly heterogeneous in nature and may not easily combine. For example, considering combining Earth observation satellite data modelled as a proxy for some measures in an ecosystem and then combining that with a bank's lending data. There's going to be some overlaps, some gaps and definition challenges. In addition, the precise biodiversity data required will vary based on both location and activity. For example, the data required to understand the impact of waterborne effluent from an industrial site may be very different than that which is required to understand the impact of deforestation at a specific agricultural site. Finally, there is little overlap between individuals with experience using and understanding all of these different datasets, which means there will be a resourcing challenge once work starts in earnest. For example, how many banks have a resident biologist on staff? So from a data perspective, this means that collecting data on nature-related impacts and risks is orders of magnitude more complex than doing so on climate-related impacts and risks. With all the focus right now on climate-related data, it's not hard to see why, as yet, there has been little in the way of concrete plans to tackle biodiversity impacts. But with the complexity that will be required, this task will be substantially larger and will require sustained effort to achieve. The final draft of TNFD's findings isn't due until September 2023 and there will be interim drafts. Indeed, one has been published in June 2022 with the next due in October 2022 and a final interim draft in February 2023. And you can get access to the beta framework, which you'll find at https colon slash slash tnfd.global. But regardless of the detail that is ultimately required, all organisations should be starting to think about like how they capture and hold geospatial activities on their data, assets and customers. Because one thing that is clear at this stage is that location data will be key to unlocking the datasets required for TNFD reporting. I'm Mark Bowden and you've been listening to The Risk Data Show. That's it for this time and I'll see you on the next episode.
Don't forget to subscribe or follow the Risk Data Show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.